Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Juno Report for May 2017. The Juno Report is a program that airs first on ACB Radio and then becomes a podcast, which you can download later in the month. The Juno Report is a service of Guide Dog Users Incorporated, a proud affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. We are Guide Dog Users Incorporated, working to better the lives of blind and visually impaired dog handlers and, of course, their dogs. Tonight, we have an unusual program. As you listen to this, we are merely weeks away from the opportunity to vote for two members of the board of directors. The program you're listening to now had its origins as a telephone-based conference call in late April. At that point in time, members of Guide Dog Users Incorporated and the two candidates running for board positions came together to talk about the issues that seemed to matter most to the members. If you missed the April 29th call, but would like to participate in one on May 11th, assuming you listened to this prior to May 11th, you may join the call at 8 p.m. Eastern Time by calling 712-432-0075. Enter the access code 919245. We'll let them tell you a little more about who they are. I'm Brianna Murray, and I live in South Carolina, and this would be... um, my follow-up term on the board of directors i've been serving um my guide dog's name is hot and she's from guide dog foundation and she's fabulous and um through my different experiences with guide dogs and being a part of dixieland guide dog users i just am really passionate about advocacy and everything surrounding guide dogs and i just want to help other people find that passion or help them get the support they need with their dogs and things like that. So that inspired me to get on the board the last time. And I just feel like the last experience I was new and I was kind of dipping my toes into the pool, learning all of the things and learning all the new um, bylaws and rules and things like that. And now I'm ready to kind of dive in. So I think my last experience really helped me, and this time I will be ready to contribute a lot more. So I can't wait to hopefully um, be a part of all of the committees that I'm a part of now again and be on the board again. It would be an amazing experience. All right. Thank you to the nominating committee and to GDI members for this opportunity. I am Maria Christich from New York, and I'm partnered with my first guide dog called Lacey from Leader Dogs. Having a guide dog and getting one has definitely been one of the best decisions I've taken for myself. And the GDUI has certainly, and the information that we provide to members has certainly helped me both in deciding whether the guide dog lifestyle was right for me and researching schools and now learning about things like the psychology behind dog training. And so GDUI has given me valuable information, and now I'd like to be able to leverage my skills and background further to add value uh, into the organization and give back. So I have a legal and finance background, um, including a JD and MBA with focus in finance and business law. My past and also my upcoming uh, professional experiences will involve both finance and compliance. And I believe that my ability to serve on the board and that opportunity would allow me to further use my skills in contributing to GDUI. I already serve on three committees. I'm co-chair of the Public Relations Committee. I'm also on bylaws and products committees. And serving on the board would allow me to serve on the Budget and Finance Committee. 
I also believe that my legal background would be useful in... Thank you. Um, in, in items such as policy decisions, I've had experience with international travel with my guide dog as well as advocacy when my guide dog has recently been injured. And so I believe that my experiences would allow me to add value to the board. And I thank all of you for your consideration. The candidates were asked what qualified them to take on leadership positions. Maria gave her answer first. As I indicated, I am on several committees of GDUI, but I'm also secretary as of this year of Guide Dog Users of New York, which has involved uh, research of guide dog issues and communication with members, both skills which I believe would be an asset to serving on the GDUI board. Other leadership positions that I have held, uh, especially throughout my undergraduate and graduate studies, I've served as treasurer of the Gay Straight Alliance, uh, student club during my undergraduate time. Again, I believe that would help to um, help me to add value on the budget and finance committee. I have also served as secretary of various other. I've served as secretary of the Financial Management Association during my JD MBA studies, and also secretary for um, various other clubs, uh, student clubs in my undergraduate studies. Um, and you know, during these leadership experiences, I've learned um, the value of teamwork as well, uh, also, of course, budgeting and finance, and also um, the value of good communication skills and communicating with members. And so um, I believe that all of these put together would allow me to add value in a leadership position in GDUI. And Brianna responds this way. So my undergraduate degree was in psychology with a minor in English, and my graduate degree in December is when I will receive that, is in clinical mental health counseling. So I have a lot of experience in dealing with a very diverse group of people. And um, I like to think that I can be good at representing different views and viewpoints and things because I'm used to working with people with disabilities and people with different psychological disorders. Um, and um, as of right now, I'm head of the Special Concerns and Empathizers Committee. So... I really would like to further that. We finally got our committee together, and we've been working really hard with that. Um, we just haven't had a lot of people reach out to us yet. So hopefully we can get some more work done there, and I can contribute my skills to helping DDUI members in you know, trying situations or difficult situations. Um, I've also enjoyed my work co-chairing the membership committee. Dixie is fabulous. And um, I think that experience will help me be able to give more in the upcoming board term if I get elected. Um, additionally, I've worked with Dixieland Guide Dog Users, and I've worked on programming those conventions, and I worked on programming the last national convention, and I am working on the upcoming national convention. So I've done a lot of work there that's kind of given me skills to go beyond what I'm comfortable with and left. stretch my limits and just become more prepared to give what I can to help everyone else. In addition, I've had a lot of crazy experiences with my own guides, with advocacy, with medical issues, with early retirement and things like that. So I think my own experiences I can use to help as many members as possible. The candidates were next asked what three issues they planned to work on if they were elected and what changes they would bring about with regard to those three issues. In this instance, Brianna answered first. So three issues I would love to work on. One is, yet again, the membership question. We have done a lot of talking this year about how finances are getting harder and harder, and we need to increase our membership 
to keep ourselves kind of afloat. And I want more and more people to know about GDUI because it's done so much for me. So increasing membership is a huge thing for me. And I think that we need to come up with some more new creative ways of doing that because we'll trickle in with a few more members and a few more members. But I just hope that we can kind of come up with something to give us kind of a pull to get a lot more people. So that's one thing. And then as far as the Empathizers Committee, I would like to see that go a lot further because I know that there are people going through crazy things with their guide dogs and that just having someone to talk to can make a huge difference. And um, we've kind of set up our committee and we're kind of ready, but I want to work more to get the rest of GDUI aware of that and to get more kind of people to work with and help and do that kind of thing because I think it's really important to show our membership that we are always in support of them. Lastly, I think the fake service dog issue is just getting ridiculous. Um, I have encountered so many fake service dogs just in the last week and I really think we need to get to the point where we push ahead to kind of fix that and do something left. about it. Um, because in, if they're well-behaved, it's not a big deal, but the ones that are going to hurt your dog or distract your dog, it's a really big deal, and it's really hard for a new handler to know how to approach that situation. So hopefully getting further things passed and working harder in that area, we can kind of work on that problem. And then it was Maria's turn to respond. So one of the issues that I believe really is affecting our community in this year is the issue of access denials, especially with ride-sharing vehicles, but also with taxi cabs, of course, as well, on those transportation systems that we may use on a more frequent basis. And I think that we need to not only uh, does this need to be approached from a national perspective in terms of assisting where we can in enforcement of the national settlements that have been reached, but it also needs to be handled at a local level in terms of de depending in what way uh, it depends on how these operations organize um, themselves in locations, like whether, for example, it's a franchise office in New York City. And so I think with GDUI both on the national and local front, I um, need to work with affiliates and also nationally to um, educate drivers about this issue um, and their and their obligations. Um, another issue, of, of course, on the internal front, as I mentioned, my background is in finance, and so I would like to work on the Budget and Finance Committee, um, strengthening our internal uh, controls and processes, and also helping to manage our funds uh, that we have and ensure that we um, that we manage those well and receive a good return for our members on those investments. And um, I'd also like to continue to. Thanks to continue to expand our um, communication platforms. Um, as co-chair of the Public Relations Committee, I'm currently taking the lead on moving our organization to Google for nonprofits for um, gr group list and email management. And so I hope to continue that uh, to make our member communications more stable and reliable. Maria, if you're elected, what two things do you think the members of the organization need to work on to improve or strengthen GDUI? I would like to have the membership work on in terms of advocacy issues. Again, I think that taxi cab issue that I mentioned, I really think that the membership can shine with this issue in terms of sharing our stories to drivers, to people who are on the business side of these organizations, running them and actually helping to 
and to just drive the point home that it isn't just about the settlement. It's about people needing to get to where they need to be. They need to get to work. They need to get to doctor's appointments and the like and, and explain what these dogs do for us and that there are consequences if we're not able to um, get that access. And then I, I think just um, on a broader basis, I'd like to see us be able to tell our story more, um, whether it's through social media, whether it's getting out there in um, our communities and telling our story, not only about what what guide dogs do for us, but about some of these access issues and some of these challenges that we encounter. Um, and whether that's saying it in a local, uh, you know, Lions Club or some such, or saying it to our state legislators to drive the point home that our voice and that our um, point of view uh, is important and matters um, on these concerns. And, um, you know, I'd like to see the uh, membership in terms of, thanks, um, reaching out to, you know, organizations, for instance, say with this, um, our issue with airlines, perhaps, um, I know some airports are looking for people to consult in terms of, you know, relief area uh, design and such. So just having members um, reach out and again, to, to offer their expertise and share the, the, uh, our story and get our voices out there and um, heard in order to affect change. Brianna, what two things do you think the membership needs to work on to improve GDUI? Firstly, I would like to see the membership be able to increase its size. And I think there's a lot that us on the board and in leadership positions can do for that. But also there's a lot the membership can do. And social media is huge right now. I think that members can spread on social media their positive experiences with GDUI and recommend it to friends and do different things like that to kind of make it appealing for their allies and their peers. And I think that is a really big role from the membership because obviously somebody on the board is going to promote GDUI. People will expect that. But if a bunch of members are also promoting it, that shows that we have a supportive team together and it helps people want to join us. Secondly, I think that I would love to see the membership get more involved. With certain GDUI things, you see the same names over and over, and there's other names that you don't really ever see. And I think everyone has something valuable to offer. Everyone has, you know, input and things like that. So I'd like to see more people want to join committees, more people work on the programming for convention, more people just be involved in general because our committees are made up of the same people. And I think all of those people on the committees and in leadership positions are fabulous. Do not get me wrong. But I also think some variety will help. I see um, my job as someone on the board currently is to represent as much of the membership as possible. So I would would like to hear more from the membership, hear more of what they want, be able to represent them better, and be in more communication with them. And I think that's really, really important to help us grow as an organization. Listeners to the call then got a chance to ask questions of their own. Charlie Crawford, the question I have is, you mentioned both of you talked about fake uh, guide dogs, I mean fake service animals, and, um, and also the issue of transportation providers. I'm, I'm curious if you could elaborate a little more on what you see as how what solutions would be out there if you were if you had your way to solve things. How would you do that? Maria Christic provided the first response to Charlie's question. Thank 
you, Charlie, for your question. Uh, in terms of the transportation issues, um, I think, you know, the, the cab operations, they're pretty standard in how they operate. There's an office that you can go to, and there is something, uh, you know, absolutely to be said about um, educating the drivers and perhaps having some kind of day where some of them come in for a presentation to see a guide dog in action and to hear from us about um, what, why this is important to us and to hear from their su uh, supervisors about what are their rights and responsibilities. Um, but, you know, I also think it's about developing relationships, um, and this can apply to both uh, the ride-sharing and the cabs, you know, developing relationships with people who are decision-makers and who can really help to enforce this. For instance, in uh, the 90s, GDUNY developed a really strong relationship with the taxi commissioner in New York City and um, also relationships with those who train bus drivers. Um, and Lacey's agreeing. And um, who, trained, <laughs> who trained bus drivers um, in order to just make sure not only that this went through, but also to make sure that this training was enforced and that riders' rights were enforced. And so I think, um, you know, that developing of relationships is crucial. In terms of the fake service dogs, you know, I think it's going to be really hard for us to just completely ban fake service dogs. Um, okay. In terms of, you know, a lot of uh, employers have misconceptions about what is and what isn't allowed. And so I have agreed, I agree with the GDUI position there that it's more about insisting that the dogs be under, um, under control and um, that, you know, they're not interfering with our, uh, our guide's successful work. But I think we definitely need to get that legislation standardized as well on a national level. And now, Brianna Murray's response. That is a deep question to ask me during exam week, Charlie. My head is exploding. <laughs> um, all right, but I'll start by saying that I think that Uber has made some really big changes, and I think that's good. I think we are moving in the right direction. I've seen drivers in the past couple weeks that are so much more aware of the laws than in previous times. So I think it's keeping our situations in the picture. I think it's when you do get an access denial, reaching out and, you know, telling Uber or Lyft or wherever that you've had that experience. I think it's just keeping ourselves in their heads. And people have worked really hard to pass the legislation and do what they need to do, but we've got to keep that up and not kind of stall when things do get better. As far as fake service dogs and that kind of thing, I agree with Maria and I agree with GDUI's position of, you know, as long as they're not really kind of causing harm, then it's not as big a deal um, or distracting our dogs. But the thing is, too, that it would be nice to have more standardized legislation, but also it's a big thing about talking to businesses because a lot of businesses have no idea that they can kick out a service dog that's not um, legitimately acting. And it, that comes on a membership level. That comes on a personal level and an affiliate level. To talk to businesses, to educate them if there's a dog going crazy in their restaurant, that they are allowed to kick that dog out. And I think that um, that's something as an organization that we can promote to the individual membership and the different affiliates to try to make a difference in their own communities and talk to businesses that way and try to let them be aware of their rights as well. Vicki Curley with a question. Hi, this is Vicki. I have a question. I want to preface this by saying that this is in no way a request or a um, statement of something that is going to be acted on. This is mainly a hypothetical question. Um, I was recently approached within the last six months by several members 
with regard to our guide dog school specifically. As uh, an organization, we cherish the relationship that we have with our guide dog schools. Have, however, several members are concerned about especially the issue of denial and requiring the guide dog schools to make more of an effort to be specific with regard to denial and possible reacceptance. Is this a task that you would be willing to take on? And if so, do you have any idea how it might be accomplished? This time, Brianna is first with a response. I think, and this is just off the top of my head, I would definitely need to give more thought to this, but I think that's a really confusing gray area because to an extent, you know, we don't have control over the guide dog schools. We don't have authority over the guide dog schools, and we want to keep as positive a relationship with them as possible. So I do think that, in a sense, we can advocate to them and tell them these are the problems we're seeing in our membership. People are not understanding why they're getting denials. People would like more information, you know, when they get denials so they can get to an acceptance. So I think us spreading information to the guide dog schools is definitely not a bad or disrespectful thing. But I also don't think we can change their minds or push any kind of agenda on them um, because we rely on them and they rely on us in a way. And I don't think we have the kind of power to push anything on the schools. I do think, too, our duty in that situation would be to support those people as much as we can and help try to figure out what we can do to help them get accepted, help them find resources to where they can go to a guide dog school and get accepted and get into a class. So I think it kind of comes back to us on advocacy for those people, supporting them as much as we can without kind of making an enemy out of the guide dog school. And then just advocating a little bit to the guide dog schools and saying this is a problem we see with members and kind of leaving that up to them to kind of solve on their end, but also leaving that up to us to kind of advocate for the members specifically. Maria responds as follows. So I am on the same, again, I agree with saying Brianna's proviso that uh, this does require a good deal of thought, but my my initial reaction, I am on the same page with a lot of what she said. Um, You know, I see this in terms of two separate aspects. One is these individual cases, and then the other is advocating for the guide dog school to provide more information to members. On the first point, you know, I don't think we're in, there are two sides to every story. And I think that it's very important for us to take a thoughtful approach to our advocacy and that we need to find out about both sides of the story. And so without those both sides, without knowing why the guide dog school has denied certain members and such, I don't think that we are in a position and that we should um, be involved in individual cases. Um, That being said, in terms of just overall communication to applicants about why they're being denied, I think that is a fair question to approach to to, uh, advocate and communicate with the schools about, you know, how they can better how they can better explain such things to people or what kind of communications they can send out. Perhaps, you know, they can give a denial reason and then they can provide some more, you know, resources um, that the membership can turn to, uh, that the member can turn to to help improve their prospects. But yes, I think, you know, we as an information sharing organization, I think we are in a position to assist those members, you know, if they are denied, uh, say, okay, here's why. If it's mobility, here's who you can turn to to get increased training. Or if you're looking at a different school, here are our surveys that can assist you and such. So I think we're in a position to assist the members in terms of their um, 
you know, resources that can assist them. Charlie Crawford with the final question of the Candidates Forum. It's a bit self-serving, but given that we have the GDY mushers out there raising money, hopefully for GDY and ACB, um, do you see yourselves as, how would you be contributing to that kind of effort as a member of the board? This time, Maria goes first. Thank you, Charlie, for, you know, signing up GDUI for this and for taking the lead on this and for your question. I will be signing up as a contributor to the team. I have not, I just did not do so yet because I wasn't certain there were a lot of, um, you know, job things in the air with me about a job offer and I wasn't sure whether I was going to be going or not going to conventions. So, so now that that's sorted out, um, I do plan on, you know, signing up as a, a virtual uh, team member uh, and, you know, contributing. And, um, you know, I, I can post um, things like on my social media feeds about it or send, you know, emails out to some people that I know and such. Um, but I, you know, I think it is a good effort. Fundraising is definitely an important aspect in an organization um, like ours um, and with, you know, the state of our current budget and finances and such. And so um, I think it's good that um, GDUI is taking a participating in this walk. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think maybe this is the first time or at least the first time that I have heard of GDUI participating. So I think it's exciting to um, explore new avenues of uh, fundraising and uh, I will be interested to see what comes out of this one. And Brianna gets a shot at the final answer. Charlie, I think that's a great question and um, fundraising and that kind of thing is definitely something I want to get more involved in this go-round if I'm chosen to be on the board. I will admit that my specialty is more in like writing and people and psychological things and English and that kind of thing. Um, I'm not a math person. I am not anyone you want to be adding up money or anything like that. But I realize that I can help from a people perspective of spreading things on social media and reaching out to people and kind of selling GDY and showing why we need more support and why we need more fundraising. And so I would really love to work on that in the future since I didn't really get a chance to this time around. And even with the musher thing right now, just kind of spreading the word more and sharing that on social media and doing what I can and using the strengths that I do have to be able to help. And now that I just finished finals week this week, I have a lot more time to give, so I'm looking forward to being able to do some of that in the next few weeks. In addition to filling two board positions, Guide Dog Users Incorporated members will have the opportunity to vote for four amendments to the bylaws. While the Juno report isn't in a position to go into all of those in great detail, if you're listening to this prior to May 11th, you do have the opportunity to call in and learn more about those since they will be explained beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. The call-in number again is area 712-432-0075. Once you're connected to the conference service, the access code is 919245, followed by the pound sign. In addition, you'll be given an opportunity to learn more about the Vote Now process through which members of the organization can vote in the election. The Vote Now process allows for both online and telephone voting. More on that on May 11th. By way of other announcements of interest, be sure to look for information about the Guide Dog Users, Inc. participation in the Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk that can be found in the spring issue of Pawtracks, which is the organization's quarterly magazine. 
Speaking of paw tracks, Penny Reader announced recently that Will Burley has become the magazine's newest editor. Will takes over from me, and I've already had the privilege of working with him on one issue in terms of doing the audio, and it was a great deal of fun. I look forward to an ongoing working relationship with him, and you can look forward to some outstanding copy in your newsletter if you're a member of GDUI. That concludes this month's Juno Reports. For Guide Dog Users, Inc., I'm Nolan Crabb. The Juno Report is a service of ACB Radio, and we are grateful to the staff at ACB Radio for providing us with this space. Look for another Juno Report next month. Until then, stay safe and enjoy the month.